Murder on the Music Scene has rebranded. We are now going by the name Mysterious-ish. Join us for Season 2 of Mysterious-ish, where we will be discussing conspiracy theories such as time travel and aliens. Season 2 premieres March 22nd with two new episodes. Murder on the Music Scene contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Murder on the Music Scene, the podcast where a music educator and a music enthusiast discuss the deaths of musicians and the mysteries surrounding them. I'm Caitlin. I'm Erica. And today we are going to be discussing the death of, um, you know, the guy. That one guy? Easy E. Yeah, Easy E. That's it. That one guy. There he is. I'm kidding. I knew who it was. Okay, so Easy E, aka Eric Lynn Wright, was born September 7th, 1964. Uh, I feel like. 1964 is like, like, he was pretty old when he died for compared, comparatively, because we have this, this whole, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The whole time that this podcast has existed, we have only discussed people 27 years old and younger. Mm, Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, he was born in 64. He was like 35-ish when he died. That's like pretty old. Pretty old. For what we've been discussing at this point. He's a bitch. (laughs) Anyway, so he was born September 7th, 1964 in Compton, California. In case you didn't know. Straight out of Compton. He was straight out of Compton. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but if you don't know what Compton is, uh, that whole sentence means literally nothing to you. Um, so Compton is a suburb of LA and it's, it's pretty rough. Sort of like Harlem and Manhattan. So... Eric, who I will now refer to as his stage name, Easy e because nobody calls him Eric. No. Uh, he grew up below the poverty line, and his dad, Richard, was a postal worker. Richard! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a Grey's Anatomy reference. Oh, it was still funny. <laughs> you, have to, you have to hear the lady saying that to... Oh, it's... Yeah, it's not great. <coughs> Anyways, so daddy was a postal worker and his mom, Kathy, was an elementary school administrator. So that makes a little bit of no sense to me. But like, I guess, I don't know, because he says that they lived below the poverty line. But if mom was an administrator for a school, you'd think she'd be like raking it in because teachers don't make shit. Right. But administrators Mm -hmm. typically make pretty good money. Well, even like the, you said his dad's a postal worker. Yeah. Isn't that like a government job? Yeah. So like, (laughs) shouldn't he be making good money too? Okay, but back up. Because this is like late 60s, early 70s, and this is a black family. You're right. So I'm thinking that's maybe what happened, but I don't know. Either way, uh, mom's uh, administrator. Yes. Wow. I actually give up. Daddy's a postal worker and mama's an administrator at an elementary school. So they lived in a not-so-great neighborhood that was notorious for gang activity and crime. Pretty typical for Compton. Um, But I found this quote on Easy's website, 
and I think it describes a lot of our artists with this similar background. Quote, Easy grew up with the same hopes and dreams as most young men from an impoverished background. He wanted to make it big no matter how he had to do it. Unquote. So that being said, Easy dropped out of school his sophomore year and he began dealing drugs with his cousin. But unfortunately, um, his cousin was shot and killed. Uh-huh. So after this incident, Easy decided to put the money he made to good use. Hmm. So in 1986, he partnered with Jerry Heller to start his own rap label called Ruthless Records. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Heller is described by Wikipedia, don't at me, I don't give a shit, okay. as an American music manager and businessman. Also in 1986, Easy formed a rap group with Feller... Fe- feller? <laughs> oh, Feller... <laughs> with Feller rap r- rappers. God damn. <laughs> what is wrong with me? He formed a rap group with Fellow rappers ice cube and dr dre our boys kiss yes 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 this group would be called nwa which stood for but the police come straight yeah (laughs) nwa stood for um i'm not gonna say the word n word with attitude n-i-g-g-a-z it has to be a z it can't be Anything else because it was the 90s. Of course. Should we just rewind to all of Tupac's albums having a Z in the title? All eyes on me. It's fine. Two chains. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, I think so. I think it was a Z. Two chains. Oh. I think it was a fact check. I don't know. I think it's always been S. Has it? I think. <laughs> Oops. I don't actually know. Don't come at me, two chains. <laughs> no, see it? Oh, it says two chains. Z. What? Yeah. Ooh, oh. Is he from? The, he's not from the 90s. He's like new. Stop. <laughs> Stop. You did not just. Why did you look at me like that? He's. I don't know his music. Okay. Did you just say, like how new? Caitlin? I thought he was like from like the early, like early 2000s, like mm. early 2010s. He's married. He's a married man. I wow. I did not know that. Let's... Years active. 97 to present. Oh, fuck. Two chains. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, Two Chains has absolutely nothing to do with this episode. So, NWA's debut song was titled Boys in the Hood. Great movie. Uh-huh. And so... Sad movie. Sorry. Oh. I don't think I've actually ever seen it. Don't come at me. I would... I just say I highly recommend it. Okay, okay. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I promise. And so, Gangsta Rap was born. With an A, Gangsta. Mm-hmm. Yes. Easy E is known for being the, quote, godfather of Gangsta Rap. Uh huh. So, moving on to. That's the only one I know. <laughs> That's Boys in the Hood. Oh, is it? Yeah. Remember when I was singing that? And then you were like, he's, he's dead. And I was like, my man's dead. <laughs> yeah, we're doing an episode on him. <laughs> He's on our list. Didn't you read it? <laughs> God, Erica. I didn't get that far at the time. <laughs> you right, because I literally how this happened was we were like, hey, let's start a podcast. And you were like, you were like, yeah, okay. And I was like, no, really, we're starting a podcast. It's it's happening. Yeah, and here we are. <laughs> this is ah, this is episode 10. Wow. Look at us. 
proud of us. Ow. Welcome to episode 10. Anyways, back to Easy E here. So moving on to 1987, DJ Yella, MC Ren, and the DOC, not Department of Corrections, I don't actually know what it stands for, joined NWA. So unfortunately, the DOC was involved in a near-fatal car accident in 1989, which severed his vocal folds and forced him to leave NWA. Um, I actually like listened to interviews with him. And his voice is very, obviously, this was like a long time ago, this accident. But they were able to repair some of his vocal folds. And his voice is very raspy, but he like has started to make a comeback. Like he's starting to make music again. So good for you, bud. Good for you. So um, the DOC was replaced by another rapper by the name of Arabian Prince. Um, This newly formed group released an album in 1987 titled NWA and The Posse. This album flopped. It was not great. It was pretty much ignored. And this is when they added MC Ren and revamped their sound. So (laughs) their new sound was described as noisy and featured similarities to that of Public Enemy, who we have talked about before. We talked about them in um, uh, the Tupac episode. I don't know any of their music. And I'm not sorry about it. So the lyrics were violent, dangerous, and often very misogynistic. So we love that. We love a misogynistic lyric. Just kidding. That was sarcasm for those of you who can't see me rolling my eyes. So with, for those of you who can't see me rolling my eyes, for everyone listening to this besides Erica who is sitting right next to me. (laughs) Anyways. So, with this new style in mind, NWA released their second album, which threw them into the spotlight. Uh, This album was titled Straight Outta Compton, and this is the album that famously contained the song, Fuck the Police! Yes, exactly. So, this prompted the FBI to send the rap group a nice little letter from the FBI. Fuck (laughs) them. Fuck the police! (laughs) So... I'm just going to read you this letter. Are you ready? Buckle your seatbelts. Okay. Quote. A song recorded by the rap group NWA on their album entitled Straight Outta Compton encourages violence against and disrespect for the law enforcement officer and has been brought to my attention. I understand your company recorded and distributed this album and I am writing to share my thoughts and concerns with you. I feel like this needs to be read in a very uppity British accent. You know what I mean? Like rolling your R's and shit, but I can't roll my R's. I can't either. All right, continuing the letter. Advocating violence and assault is wrong, and we in the law enforcement community take exception to such accent. Action. Action. (laughs) (laughs) Violent crime, a major problem in our country, reached an unprecedented high in 1988. 78 law enforcement officers were feloniously slain in the line of duty in 1988, four more than in 1987. Law enforcement officers dedicate their lives to the protection of our citizens, and recordings such as the one from NWA are both discouraging and degrading to these brave, dedicated officers. 
Music plays a significant role in society, and I wanted you to be aware of the FBI's position relative to this song and its message. I believe my views reflect the opinion of the entire law enforcement community. There's just a police officer in the background saying, fuck the police. (laughs) Honestly, there are probably children who sang that song and then grew up to become police officers. Like, I mean, yeah. Okay, and... The song itself is not aimed at every police officer. I feel like it's just aimed at the ones who are, who inflict brutality upon people of color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not like. I mean, if they really listen to it, yeah. If the shoe fits. Like, where's that one, that one lyric? I really love that lyric, but I can't think of it by name. Hold on. It says, a young N-word. Got it bad because I'm brown. And not the other colors, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, so the whole song isn't, the song isn't aimed at every police officer. It's aimed at the bad apples. Unfortunately, the bad apples often make the whole bunch rotten. But, like, that cliche. But, like, it's not like, I don't know. He wasn't aiming it at, it wasn't aimed at every single police officer who has ever existed. It's aimed at the ones who... Treat black people like shit. Exactly. They're like, I'm black and this is what you're doing to me. Exactly. Yeah. So they're speaking from their own personal experience. And I feel like we have to respect that and honor that it happens. And yeah, it's a pretty violent song and it's a little brutal. But I mean, so is beating black people on the side of the road for no reason. So back to... Easy E here. Easy released a solo album in 1988 titled Easy Does It. Ah, but it's ah. <laughs> But it's E A Z Y hyphen D U Z hyphen it. Easy does it. D U Z. Easy does it. What's up with all <laughs> it was, the Z's? Dude, it was the late 80s. They they were uh, obsessed with Z's. I get it. Z's never get used in like typical days. So the 90s was like, mm, fuck you. Here's a Z. There's a Z. Everywhere's a Z, Z. Oh, McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sorry. Why? How do people, why do people listen <laughs> They probably don't. They're like, oh, these bitches again. <laughs> All of our listeners just tuned out as soon as, I, as soon as I brought in nursery rhymes. I'm sorry. So while this was the only complete solo album that Easy would ever produce, it sold over 2 million copies. So like, he, yeah, yeah, it did pretty good. And it became a certified double platinum. I don't know what that means. But this quote from thefamouspeople.com made me giggle. Quote. Some of the tracks revolved around the gangster lifestyle in his hometown Compton, which immediately resonated with many of the youngsters. The youngsters. <laughs> First of all, don't call me a youngster. When I was 17, you could call me kiddo. You could call me child. You could call me sweetheart. I don't care. Don't call me a youngster. I'm not. That's the, I hate that that's word. That's what the pappy says. Yeah. Oh, youngster. <laughs> Hate it so much. <laughs> okay, so back to the NWA, where shit's getting a little heated. Because uh, Ice Cube dipped. He gone. My boy. He left. Oh. Bye. So he left after the release of Straight Outta Compton, and some reports say it was due to internal disputes based around the royalties earned from Straight Outta Compton. But I also read that it was a tactic of Jerry Heller's to get rid of him. So we don't like Jerry Heller. No, we don't. 
Mm-mm. He's he's a character. <laughs> he's a character. He's not very pleasant. So um, Ice Cube, yeah, he's mad, and uh, he wrote the song "No Vaseline" as an attack on his former groupmates and Jerry Heller. Um, these lyrics, y'all, I cannot. Here, let me just let me just quote. These are the Whoa. lyrics. Quote. Because you're getting fucked out your green by a white boy with no Vaseline. Who? Bitch. That's all I'm going to read. Um, because frankly, the rest of the lyrics are super homophobic and they're just, they're just nasty. Like, they're just not even mean. They're just like, just nasty. Gross. Like, why would you? Whatever. Anyways. You do you, Ice Cube. I'm not attacking you. So if you want to know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He will get me. You know what makes me really sad? Hmm. That, like, one day I'll meet Ice Cube and then he's just going to hate my fucking guts. I would be so sad. Just because I love him so much. You know, I only say this because, like, his character in the Are We Do- Are we There Yet movies is very, like, aggressive. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he is an aggressive person. No, yeah, for sure. Based on this song... And his character in those movies, I've never seen any interviews with him, so I could be completely wrong. He could be, like, a big old teddy bear, super sweetheart. But, like, I'm scared of him. I'm scared <laughs> of him. I personally don't want to get involved in any, like, uh, defamation suits with him. Like, don't make I'm a song just, about you. Uh, I would just cry. I if, would he, cry. if he said some of the things about me that he said in this freaking No Vaseline song, I would just cry. I think I would just hole up in a room and just... I don't know, man. If it was some good ass shit, I'd be like, you know what? You right. Mm. <laughs> you right. <laughs> you right. I am a dumb bitch. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, the song's about me. Did you know that? The Ice Cube wrote this song about me. It's That's about me. me. I'm that dumb bitch. It's talking about ah. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So, if you want to know these, like, really awful lyrics, you can look them up yourself, but I don't ever, some of the words, I just don't ever want them spoken on this podcast. Disreceived, bud, you made your point. Let's Mm. move on. So, without Ice Cube, Easy is forced to pick up extra writing and vocal work. In 1990, NWA released an EP titled 100 Miles and Running. And guess what? What? Miles is spelled... With an S. Oh! Ha! Good yeah. on them! Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Miles. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1991, they released another album titled Efol for Zagan, which is intended to be read backwards as N-I-G-G-A-Z for life. For the, the letter. The letter. The I letter. think I just had a stroke. <laughs> Here, look, look, look. You gotta look at it, okay? Efol for Zagan. Which is intended to be read backwards as N-I-G-G-A-Z for life. And it's the number four, not the letter four. Because Caitlin's a dumbass. Of course. Uh Uh-huh. So, the 90s was a wild time. Yeah. There are Zs and numbers in all albums. Mm -hmm. Ever. That's very true. Anyways. So, this album hit number one on the Billboard charts. Good for them. Uh, Soon after the release of this album, the NWA, they just split. They're just done. So apparently, uh, Easy's songwriting did not live up to that of Ice Cube. Easy enjoyed a quote cartoonish vulgarity, while the rest of the group wanted the real shit. 
So I imagine that like Eminem has sort of a cartoonish vulgarity. You know what I mean? Like like he makes a lot of like metaphors and like subtle jabs at other artists, you know? That's how I imagine the easy songwriting was. And they didn't like it. So now there's this huge feud between Dr. Dre and Easy E and their respective record labels. Remember? Because Dr. Dre had his own record label yes. when he split from the NWA. Yes. So um, Death Row Records, remember, that's the one that signed Tupac. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, Easy felt like the founder. Suge Knight, remember that guy? I remember that guy. <laughs> Do you remember that guy? Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, Easy felt like Suge Knight sort of stole Dr. Dre from him. From, like, him and Ruthless Records. He kind of did. So, get this shit. Suge Knight asked Easy to release Dr. Dre from his contract with Ruthless Records. And Easy said, hell nah. Not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So, Knight claimed <laughs> that he was... Holding Jerry Heller hostage Ooh. in a van until Easy released Dr. Dre. Well, fuck that guy. <laughs> so, Easy didn't believe him. So, Knight kicked it up a notch. He sent Easy a piece of paper that had Easy's mom's address and also stated, I know where your mama stays. That dude's fucking crazy. He is. He did it. Psycho crazy cuckoo nut man. To end all conspiracies, he just killed everyone. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Anyways, so Easy let Dre go because he didn't want to get his mama dead. Of course, not my mom. (laughs) So Dr. Dre's solo debut album titled The Chronic mercilessly made fun of Easy E. Um, Easy's response, an EP titled It's On with Dr. Dre in parentheses and then crossed out. So it's on Dr. Dre, but then it has Dr. Dre crossed out. The 90s was a wild time. Hey, petty. I love it. Yeah, I strive to be that level of petty. You know what? Sometimes I think I am that level of petty. Bro, let's just come out with a diss track. You will find out very quickly that I do not write songs. I simply perform them. I'll throw some shit together and then you can do the rest. All right, you said. (laughs) Anyways. So this album featured... uh, Photos of Dr. Dre wearing lacy outfits and makeup when he was a member of the Electro Group World Class Wrecking Crew. First of all, Electro Group World Class Wrecking Crew. Six words. That's too much. E-G-W-C-W-C. E-G-W-C-W-C. I hate it. Come up with a better name. Yes. Anyways, so this this feud is like far better in my opinion than the MGK Eminem rap battle that happened a couple years ago. I remember that. Yeah. So, like, Eminem and MGK, they got a little petty. Mm-hmm. But nobody released any pictures of them in lazy outfits. You're right. And, and they only released, like, a couple diss tracks. Mm-hmm. Whereas <laughs> Dr. Dre and Easy e are releasing whole ass albums attacking each other. So, um, I'm very sad that I was, you know, not alive to witness this rap battle feud as it was happening. Um, but I'm happy to, like, see it roll out now. Right, right. Anyways, so Easy's album, it's on, Dr. Dre. Mm. Uh, it hit number five on the Billboard charts, and it became number one on top R&B hip-hop albums. So he did pretty good. Pretty good for himself. Nice. So despite his efforts to attack Dr. Dre at literally every chance he had, his career as a performing artist was declining and and fast. Like, boy's going downhill. He's about to hit rock bottom. Mm. You know what, like, didn't really help 
matters. Uh, when he decided to support the police officer involved in the Rodney King beating, um, he supported a white police officer who had been involved in the brutal beating of a black man. All right, I'm going to head out. <clears throat> yeah, not looking good there, E. You're not, not doing too hot for yourself. That's a little, little messed up. I'm not saying anything about Rodney King. So fast forward to 1995. Easy is hospitalized for respiratory issues. Yep. Thinking he had <coughs> bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> oh my God. I just had war flashbacks to like Vietnam flashbacks. God. I don't even know. What grade were we in when that came out? I have no idea. It was like sophomore or junior year. So fast forward to 1995, Easy is hospitalized for respiratory issues. Thinking that he had developed asthma, which I'm not a doctor, but I don't know that you can develop asthma. I don't know that's how that works. I don't know. Doctors, get at us. Let us know. So um, he was he was shook when he found out that he had AIDS. Mm-hmm. Like he. So are we? Yeah. Well. We I mean, we weren't, we weren't here alive, but. but. <laughs> I mean, I was shook because I didn't know. <laughs> she, didn't she watch Straight Outta Compton? No, I told she you died that. in Straight Outta Compton. I know! <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie. I understand that Straight Outta Compton is, like, super important and that it teaches you a lot of things, but it was a very long movie and 17-year-old Caitlin couldn't handle it. I might have fallen asleep. Wow. And woke up at the end. So the whole like center of that movie is just like a giant pit of blob of nothing. I just, it's, I just don't remember any of it. And I have not watched it since. So oh, okay. it's fine. It's fine. So he announced his diagnosis to the public and soon after made amends with Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. He was like, I'm probably going to die. So I love y'all. Peace Bye. Y'all. Easy E died on March 26th, 1995 at approximately 6.35 p.m. He was buried at Rose Hills Memorial Park in Whittier, California. And almost a year after his death on January 30th, 1996, his posthumous album, Straight, S-T-R-8, like the number eight, mm-hmm. straight off the streets of motherfucking Compton. Motherfucking is spelled M-U-T-H-A-P-H-U-K-K-I-N. Sure is. Straight off the streets of motherfucking Compton. I have no words. I have no words. (laughs) No. Just spell things correctly. The 90s was such a cringy time. I cannot. Okay. Easy had seven children with Poor 11. What? (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to that. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. Okay, so he had... According to my research, he had seven children with six different women. Hmm. Um, he had married his... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there's some tea about Easy's chillins. Lesson. <laughs> okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So he married his longtime girlfriend, Tamika Woods, just days after he was diagnosed with AIDS. Mm. Two of Easy's children have gone on to become rappers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, their real names are Eric Jr. and Derek... Eric and Derek. Hmm. Their stage names. <laughs> what? Sound like a cow. <laughs> there you go, Ashlyn. That one's for you. <laughs> so their names are Eric 
and Derek, and their stage names are, respectively, Lil Easy E and Baby Easy E. Isn't that so cute? Oh, I love it. I love when they just do the family thing. It just becomes like, like a whole... Oh, my daddy was a rapper. No, I'm going to be a rapper. That's so, so cute. cute. Okay, that's all I have. Oh, okay. Well, some bitch. Get me into this tea, bitch. Let's do it. All right. So in my research, at least, I def read that he had possibly 11 children. A lot of people said that they didn't know. Like, they knew for sure of, like, these certain kids, but they were like, I think he had more. Right, right, right. And sort I, of like like Brian Jones, how he had a bunch of kids, but nobody he like he didn't know that he had a bunch of kids. Yeah, not like apparently. well, apparently like Easy knew, but it's just he kept that shit to himself, which I get because and then I also read that it was like eight different women. Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey, mm-hmm. wear a condom. My my boy was a player. He liked the pussy. <laughs> 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 I feel like we really just need to have, like, a separate, like, laugh track of just us cackling and then wheezing. (laughs) And that should be our intro music. Yes, I love that. Cackling and wheezing just, like, layered on top of each other. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, lately we have been having a common thing between Alaska Bully's deaths. Oh, 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 I know it! I know what it is! I know what it is! Oh! Yeah, come on. Caitlin, Caitlin, who is it? Who is it? Giraffes, motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, young Easy, which as we just learned is Easy E's son, also thinks that he killed his dad. Oh, yeah. So, before I start into my conspiracy theories, I learned quite a bit about Mr. Knight. Oh, let's hear it. Um, let's hear it. He's brought like a lot of problems to people, and according to the. NWA former manager Jerry, whom we hate, exactly, said Knight got Dr. Dre out of his contract by threatening him with baseball bats and lead pipes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And threatening to hold him hostage until yep, yep, uh huh, until Easy like, released him. Yes, and uh, let's see. Knight was also sentenced to 28 years in prison in 2018 due to a hit and run. He was also charged with murder and one count of attempted murder. A case of Cell Sloan. I'm sorry if that's wrong. You know what I'm getting from these last three episodes? Yeah. We need to have a whole ass episode about Mr. Shook Knight. <gasps> we should. Bonus episode? Yeah. Let's shit. do it. Let's do it. So, um, uh, Knight's going to steal the spotlight here for a little bit because I feel like with a little bit of background, we'll know more. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so, um, in 2003, Knight was in, was in, yep, was on Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel Live. Kimmy Jimmel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy Jimmel. Um, and Jimmy was wearing a bulletproof vest. Has <gasps> a su- subtle jab at Knight. Right before then, like, right before the interview, Knight had just got out of jail. So Knight had just laughed it off that Jimmy was wearing a vest. Wait, wait, wait. Was he, like, openly wearing a bulletproof vest? Yes. Or was it, like, hidden? No, I'm pretty sure he was, like... We're was, gonna post pictures. Yeah, We're posting like, pictures from this. I wonder. This. Oh, 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 oh. Oh my god, he is! Look! He's just wearing a Lol. He is just wearing a fucking bulletproof vest. Girl, get me into these conspiracies right now because I just saw something. Okay, so, 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 
Um, and Knight even explained that shooting someone wasn't his preferred method of getting his point across. On the interview, he said this? Yes. These are quote. This is a quote from the interview. And he says, listen, and he says, see, this is his exact words. Well, maybe not exact, but this is what he says, basically. Quote, see, technology is so high. So if you shoot somebody, you go to jail forever. You don't want to go to jail forever. They have a new thing out. They have this stuff called... They get blood from somebody with AIDS. They shoot you with it. That's a slow death. The easy thing. You know what I mean? Boy, you just incriminated yourself. You just incriminated. If you're gonna kill someone, how about you don't admit to it on live television, you fucking dumbass. He's a rookie. That's some rookie murderer shit. Be better. Be better. (laughs) Hi, welcome to Murder on the Music Scene, where we tell everyone how to commit a crime. Just kidding. Please don't murder people. It's wrong. Now we're going to talk about, like, getting into people thinking some conspiracies and shit. Okay, so rapper BG Knockout, who has made some songs with Easy e made a song in 2011 called In My Prime. Like the letter N. In My Prime. Oh my god. In so, 2011? In my... In, that, he doesn't have any excuses. Listen, it wasn't in the 90s. Listen, some lyrics are, the way my big homie went out, he didn't deserve it. They say he died of AIDS, but Easy was cold murdered. I filtered out all the bullshit with my third iris. Full-blown AIDS, but Tamika ain't got the virus. <gasps> <coughs> so, and if you didn't know, Tamika was with Easy e when he passed. Yeah, she's yeah. the one that he married a couple days after getting his diagnosis. Sure did. Wow. Mm, and that's the tea. <clears throat> that's all we got. <laughs> Rapper BG Knockout also stated in a 2011 interview saying, I believe in my heart somebody did something to Eric. Whether it was Jerry Heller, whether it was Tamika, I have yet to really know the truth about it. But for a person to have full-blown AIDS, parentheses, that quickly is suspicious. My little brother, his father died from full-blown AIDS, from sharing a needle, he was an addict. Now I've seen this man go through these stages from HIV to full-blown AIDS. And when you get a cold, any little thing like that, your whole immune system shuts down. So you have to go into the hospital just to recover. Now to be around Eric for the last three years of his life, he never had an episode like this. Something is strange, something is real odd. And then you, then you're gonna come, then you go, that's what I wrote. Then you go, and then you go and come and out and tell me when the man go in there for bronchitis, you go and come out and tell me this man have full-blown AIDS. And we done been to New York. We done been to Chicago and below zero weather, and we never got sick. He never had an episode. Like, come on, bruh. Who you kidding? I love that. So, basically. <laughs> I, okay, I feel like AIDS definitely affects everyone differently, but, but, who is this again that made this quote? It's, uh, D, the, the rapper BG Knockout. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I feel like dude's got a point. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it could affect everyone differently, but still, like, AIDS, like, attacks your immune system. Mm-hmm. So, like he said, every little thing makes you, like, have to go to the hospital so, to recover. So, basically, uh, Easy got AIDS, and within two weeks he died. And I think... Don't attack me if that's wrong. I'm pretty sure within two weeks that he died. And that's, that's very... So he was diagnosed and then t- within two weeks he was dead. Yes. But 
I don't know if he had had it way before. You know what I mean? But if his wife, who he had been with for such a long time. And I think that's why a lot of people think that. that okay, so like the conspiracy that um, a lot of people think that Knight gave him AIDS. Like somehow went in, sh- shot him up with AIDS or had maybe a doctor. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be that difficult. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like you just find someone who has or AIDS. Or Tamika. Sorry, Tamika, but calling you out, ho. Anyways, but like you just find someone who has AIDS and then you just like have them use a needle Mm -hmm. and then give him that same needle without sterilizing. Exactly, because if you really think about it, so like you said, like what if Easy had AIDS for a good minute, right? Right. So you're telling me him and Tamika didn't have the sex at all? For that long? Exactly. And that's why and that's why everyone's thinking it's sus, like, okay, obviously he didn't have AIDS. He was injected with said AIDS because why does she not have said AIDS? Right. So I wonder if there's anything that would like reflect in like testing, like blood tests that would make it look like AIDS, but it wasn't actually AIDS. Right. Or or Suge's bitch ass Mm -hmm. paid off the doctors to tell him that it was AIDS. And you think it was just something else? It could have, well, he could have, like... Like, they could have, like, killed, like, put, like, some shit in his IV, like you... Yeah, maybe. Because I feel like AIDS would not kill you within two weeks. No, that that's that's the sus thing. I don't that's think so either. I not logical. A lot of people even have said that, like, where they are like, um, even if you have AIDS, I, like, don't think that, like people have said that like they're like it doesn't take two weeks yeah like it it takes a good minute it's for you like to... years worth yeah. of having it because freddie mercury freddie mercury had aids like actually had aids Mm-mm-mm-mm. i don't know the exact timeline of his death but it still took a long time right you know what i mean no 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 this no, is no, no. sus this is not how it goes be sus you're not gonna get diagnosed with an std and then die two weeks later right that's not how it works. Science and shit. Again, I'm not a doctor. Science and shit. But, but you know what? I can logic. I can brain. Okay? That doesn't make sense to me. And if Tamika didn't have it, then he didn't have it. True. Case closed. I see. Um, so good old Jerry. The Fuck Jerry we don't like. Jerry. Also believe that there was foul play. Oh, okay. And here's a... There's a I put a lot of quotes in this one. I'm sorry. It's okay. We like quotes. Um, so here's a quote from an interview that he did. And he says, Do I think something fishy happened to Easy? Absolutely. I don't believe for a second that someone with as much money as we did and could afford whatever, like, my Magic Johnson could. And Magic Johnson... is a basketball player. Yes. And he actually had AIDS. And... Oh! Mysteriously doesn't have them anymore that's not how that works yeah so uh who does yeah see who doesn't even test positive anymore i don't believe that he could have possibly died that quickly from full-blown aids i don't believe that i think that something went on there and like i say i have my own ideas who i think was involved but all i'm willing to say is this i'm the only one who didn't profit from him passing away probably on purpose because you're a giant jackass but anyways that's besides the point but um, that's all I have. Um, I could have had a lot more, I will say that. So, like, if we ever want to discuss more later, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's plenty more. But, like, I just thought that was 
some nice juicy bits right there to discuss more. So like what um what Jerry just said, what if, like what if he actually didn't profit and like all these other people like conspired against Easy's death? Well, it's sort of like when we how we talked about in either the Big E or the Tupac episode how Suge Knight would have profited off of Suge Knight and um oh no, I'm blanking. The guy that did the because Suge Knight had Death Row Records, which was Dr. Dre's, and then who was the one that was signed that owned uh, P Diddy? Oh, yeah. How Suge Knight and P Diddy would both profit off of Tupac and Biggie's deaths. Mm-hmm. So maybe Suge, maybe that was his his whole spiel. He was like, "Oh, I killed them. Let's kill this guy too." True. Yeah. Yeah. Conspiracy. <laughs> what if it was actually Jerry all along? Because- that's that's <laughs> ah. Nobody likes him. Literally, Ice Cube, like, everything that I found was, like, Jerry Heller's a piece of shit. Like, he ruined NWA. He ruined their lives. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It could... Oh, mm, continue your thought process. Um, but what if, like, what if everyone in the background, uh, Jerry says, oh, I'm the only one that didn't make any profit. What if he's the one that actually made all the profit and was like, hey, hey fuck you guys. Right. Can I have some receipts for that? Yeah. Receipts where it didn't happen, bitch. Because, yeah, because... So, okay, okay. So if Jerry Heller is the only one who didn't profit off of Easy's death, who did? Tamika, for sure. Tamika and his children that he claimed. And then probably Knight because of the... Why Knight? Because Knight wasn't signed... Because Easy wasn't signed. Easy didn't have anything to do with Knight. Nothing. Except for... Knight stole Dr. Dre. Because Ruthless Records... Well, did that Ruthless Records go with Dr. Dre after no, no, no. Easy died? Ruthless Records was Easy's and Jerry Heller's mm. label. Because, because Biggie... Not Biggie. Shit. Dr. Dre went to Death Row Records, which was Suge Knight's. All I'm gonna say is Suge Knight killed him. And you wanna know why? Because he did profit because Jerry was like, yo, my boy, kill him. Oh my god. So they conspired with each other. And now Jerry's trying to put it all off onto onto Suge Knight. And that's the tea. These people are probably like, these fucking bitches are so stupid. They don't know what they're talking about. Which is true. I don't know what I'm saying. Hey, this is a fun podcast. We're having fun. Okay, we like conspiracies. Yeah, don't we like my to cons- just we like to spew. Don't we take want my to conspiracies hear... serious. No, no, no. We want to hear your spew, too. Please, spew at us. Spew us. Spew us? Spew. <laughs> Whoa. Tell us what you think. If your... If our thought process helps you come up with another thought process, please tell us. We want to hear it. We want to hear all of the crazy shit that is going on inside your brains because we are spewing all of our crazy brain shit all yes, over you. I absolutely so. love that. And, like... <gasps> If people are willing to talk with us, that would be so dope to have, yeah. like, <gasps> yes, to have, like, an after, like, podcast thing and bring up people and be like, okay, hey, this is what we're talking about. Tell me your shit. What yes. do you think? Yes. <gasps> we could that'd do, like, so fun. like, Facebook Lives and, like, that'd be fun. We gotta get our following up in order to do that. So, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family, tell the strangers on the street, tell them about our podcast. Could you imagine someone going up to a stranger? Hi. Listen to this. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, but I do that with like with like wine and crime and morbid. Mm-hmm. I will see things on my Facebook feed and people will be like, hey, I'm, 
podcasts, true crime. And I'm like, oh, get this. Wine and crime. Oh, get this. Morbid. Like, <laughs> So Suge Knight killed everyone. Yeah, basically. And he's going to come after us mm-hmm. now. Some bitch. Okay, but on a real note. Yeah. How kind of cool would it be to be murdered by the same person that murdered Tupac and Biggie and Easy? Macy. Not cool. Not cool, Shug. Not cool. Very cool. Very cool. Not cool. Very cool. <laughs> Our listeners are like, what the actual hell is happening right now? All right. Well, we are just officially rambling. So yeah. that's all we have. Yeah. But, uh, I'm sorry it wasn't that exciting, but... Are you kidding me? That was so exciting. <laughs> I feel like the the biography had, like, a bunch of, like, just petty bullshit, and yours was just, like, <laughs> mind-blown. <laughs> like, I, I can't. Woo! All right. So, R.I.P. Easy. Mm-hmm. We love you. I hope you're still cruising down the street in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're 6'4". four. <laughs> And I hope you're <laughs> chalking all the bitches and slapping dogs up there. <laughs> okay. They're officially gone. The listeners, they're, they're tuned out. They're like, they're mm, like fuck bye. this. <laughs> all right. Well, we will catch y'all in the next episode. Bye. Goodbye forever. Thank you for listening to Murder on the Music Scene. Our cover art and our music and editing is done by Caitlin Anderson. Check out our website at murderonthemusicscene.com and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Murder on the Music Scene. If you have suggestions or comments, email us at murderonthemusicscene at gmail.com. All of our episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you would like to support us, you can become a patron on Patreon. Just search Murder on the Music Scene or use the link on our website. Make sure to join us next time for another conspiracy-filled episode of Murder on the Music Scene.